0: Phil, this is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. I spoke to Patrick yesterday and I said, I'm gonna have you call during the podcast. Oh, good. To to break your dad's balls. And he goes, As much as I would love to do that, I'm not gonna delay a flight. But I'm I'm headed to it. where is he going? St. Barts. St. Barts. Oh man. Everyone's going places. I would have liked that. So I spoke yeah. So I spoke to him. He's gonna do invest like the best uh, from Future Proof. Oh, yeah. cool. So he's going to he, he's gonna pick a guest who's, like, from Southern California. Good. So, yeah. LeBron and he'll James. Do like, he'll do, like, a live interview on stage. We're going to film it. It's it's going to be cool. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: That's great.
2: Phil, how was uh, the flight? Flight was good, yeah. Came in uh, last night and uh, went out with some friends. And
1: So but how do you like our wetter, uh, weather versus Chicago, huh?
2: Like 30-degree difference. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: My daughter's in Chicago, so.
0: Yeah. Why is it like this? Why is it so warm?
1: Oh, don't ask that question. I know because but that means tomorrow it's going to be. Can we
0: can we talk about the know. weather for an hour and a
2: half?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a great episode. No, we got. Listen, we got a lot to get to today. Actually, I'm cool. actually I'm, I'm more worried about running out of time. Uh, all right, so John's gonna. How are we doing on? How we doing on setup? We're almost good. Okay, am I too loud in the mix? <laughs> Josh, come on! No, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, in, yeah. g- in general, just or make, just, <laughs> just, just make sure How, just make How am sure. I? I'm
3: like,
0: okay. All right, so guys, the most important thing is um, talk into the mic, even if you're talking to Jim and he's what, next to you. If you I turn hear. your face, we're not going to pick it up, right? So, always into the mic. Is this good right here, right.
4: Phil? Did you watch a movie on the airplane? airplane? I like this. No,
0: I, I read on the airplane. Okay,
2: what are you reading? I just I print off a stack of articles that I never would otherwise get to and just try to crank through them. Old school. Yeah. Old school very, very, very old, school. old school. Killing a lot of trees. I love
1: airplanes. Wow. Uh, I'm old enough for your father. And I don't do that anymore. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, movies on airplanes are like 20 to 30% better. Okay. Because well, it's, they it's have your
1: undivided
2: attention. Yeah, it's it's true, funny. but it's not a long enough flight to get through a whole movie usually.
1: So I, I uh, the first time we went to Australia, I had a friend who went back and forth a lot and he warned me. He goes, Just telling you, man. He goes, on the first time I went to Australia, I got drunk twice and watched five movies. <laughs> in, one, in one flight. Yeah. I was drunk about, twice is good. By the way, Jim, is your friend
4: actually you? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, all my friends are imaginary, Michael. All we right. we ready my to mind.
0: go? Who do I hear? It's loud.
1: Room? Who is that? Is that Kevin? No, it's Nikki. Majuli? It's
0: hyped about the down.
1: <laughs> oh, I, what did What happened? Did the market?
4: No, the Dow, the D A O, the Constitution Dow. Okay. Yeah, we should buy the White House. Who's down? I'd be up for They're it. So I'll
0: so buy the so White House. Great. Welcome to the Compound and Friends. All opinions expressed by me, Michael Batnick, and our castmates are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Ritholtz Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.
4: All right, Duncan, it's official. Jerome Powell murdered the dollar, my sweet, sweet fiat. Now, only kidding, I'm super long USD, but the CPI index, it skyrocketed. Let's be honest, 6.2% last month, a new 30-year high. That $100,000 you're holding can quickly turn to $94,000 real fast if you don't act. To protect your purchasing power, you can go buy gold, which underperformed bonds over the last 12 months. That's unbelievable. Gold underperformed bonds. Or, or, excuse me, or you could listen to Larry Fink, who called this alternative asset class, the greatest store of wealth today. That's art, Duncan. When inflation is above 3%, which it is right now, contemporary art averages a real return of 23%. That's more than four times what you'd get with hedges like gold and real estate. And the Wall Street Journal declared this week that art is among the hottest markets on earth. Luckily, you don't need tens of millions of dollars to invest in art anymore. With Masterworks, the $1 billion fintech unicorn, you can invest in iconic works by artists like Picasso, Warhol, and Banksy at a fraction of the price. More than 250,000 investors have signed up, and demand is higher than ever. If you want to join me on Masterworks and hedge like the best, then go to masterworks.io. Masterworks.io slash compound for priority access. That's masterworks.io slash compound. See important disclosures at masterworks.io
0: slash disclaimer. When does this Dow stuff crossover from becoming like actually dangerous? When they raise the money to buy something that like a mob should not be in charge of. Too late. Too late. We're gonna go there, though, right? Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So they're trying
4: to raise twenty for the Constitution. It's already over forty. That's
0: cheap.
1: That's a good what? value. <laughs> but they don't get to own the Constitution. Mm. What do you mean? What are they fucking buying? They're either? buying the last private copy of the actual Constitution, okay. which was in private hands. Right. But the original
0: one that sits on display well, is no, not going that's, anywhere. That's,
1: yeah. Nick Cage has
0: that. Is yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> that's already been taken.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage. <laughs> He got right. the declaration and he thought, "F*** it, I'm going for I the, found the
4: I found the guy who's not buying the Constitution. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, th- no thanks. And I also don't like teaming up with strangers or being part of mobs.
1: All and, of this. And, is- and here's the, another one. You know, the original opening line to the Declaration of Independence was- Four score. No. no. <laughs> Life, liberty, and the pursuit of- Health. Property. property. Oh, you changed not it. happiness. Madison. Wow. Madison was, like, much more pragmatic Fuckin than Madison. Jefferson. Yeah. It's, always, like, it's dude, always Madison. Let's say happiness, okay? Yeah, because we want to guarantee
0: everybody property. <laughs> property, exactly. Certainly can't do
1: that. Life, liberty, and non-fungible
0: tokens. <laughs> <Or, or happiness. laughs> and non-fungible tokens. <laughs> <laughs> the pursuit of tokens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling you on that. Is that the episode name?
2: That'd be good. Yes, I like, it, I like it. Good job, Phil. Uh,
0: all right, so let's get, let's get started. Uh, this is a very special show. This is the Thanksgiving show. I don't know if you guys knew that. Well, this is going to air at the end of this week, but we're not going to do a show next week. So Compound and Friends uh, fans are going to have this to maybe listen to twice. I feel very, very honored. Is there there any turkey? Uh, There's no turkey today. No. Uh, Typical. Typical Josh. I should have done this a little (laughs) bit more festively. We did a Halloween show. I flew all this way. Come Uh, on. I saw the Halloween show.
1: I like that a lot, even though I haven't watched. The series, just because I couldn't bring myself. But you know to what the you know what the costumes are from? Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, that was that was Dan. Dan, <laughs> is a I, know. I know, I so know. I'm riot. an investor
1: in Dan's Anchorless. The uh, oh, are you? Yeah, okay, yeah. And we love we love Dan.
0: Uh, all right, so first things first. This is a very special show for a second reason, which is that and Phil, please, no no offense. We're gonna get to you in a second. <laughs> but you, not only are you a legend in the industry, but you did something ten years ago. Not in this office, two offices ago. I remember. You came in, met with Barry. I was like a huge fan of your book, What Works on Wall Street. I probably read the first edition. When did it come out?
1: Uh, The first one, 96. 1776. 1776.
0: 1776. (laughs) Yes. So I, I probably read a first edition of that book and I knew nothing at all about anything. Yeah. And it's probably one of the formative books that I've read. Just like. Hey, this all seems crazy, but there's actually some underlying method to this Yeah, was a really great message to hear. Not that I followed anything that you said to do <laughs>
1: of course in not. my <laughs> early years,
0: but anyway, you came in, you signed my book for me yep. and I think you're probably like one of the first heavy hitters on wall street that I had ever like had a real conversation with. Cool. So like I had met a lot of people like high buy, but you spoke to me as though like, I were somebody that was worth your time speaking to. Mm. And it just, it meant a lot to me. And we were able to uh, get to know you better, work with your son and work with your company and invest with you guys. So it's, but it's, it was a really special moment for me and I still remember it. I'm glad you do too. Yeah, so I'm absolutely. so happy you're here. And Phil Huber, you are also a pretty good guy. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm no Jim O'Shaughnessy, but I try. <laughs> well, I, I, know that, I know that you guys know each other yeah, and I was so glad yeah. we could do the show, all four of us together. And you have a book out and you sold your business and Jim just sold his business. So the first thing I want to talk about before we get to your book is what is it like? Not that you're working for anyone, but you're technically kind of working for somebody or? Yeah, no, absolutely. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start with you. What is it like going from an entrepreneurial situation to, I don't want to say having a boss, but like now there's some, there's a layer above you that you're kind of reporting to and letting them know what's going on.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting is I I wasn't the entrepreneur that started Huber Financial. That was my dad, but I I spent the vast majority of my career there. So, you know, I felt very much involved in the growth and- development of the business. But no, it's, you guys are
0: a wealth management firm based primarily originally out of uh, Illinois.
2: Yeah, primarily in Illinois. But so now you're a much
0: bigger organization. Yeah, we're
2: growing our footprint. We have, I think, around 20 office locations in seven states now. We've had a few acquisitions this year. That what's, we've called, made. what's called sa- Savant? Yeah, Savant Wealth Management okay. is our firm. Uh, I'm the CIO for, for the company. And, yep. and yeah, we're, we're predominantly Midwest based, but we've got... Locations out, out west a little bit, McLean, Virginia. So we're kind of scattered all over, but predominantly in the Midwest.
0: You guys are doing deals. You guys are buying. Yeah, we're doing deals. We, we've okay. done.
2: We've just announced our third uh, acquisition of the year. Uh, a group out of, out of Madison, Wisconsin, called Phil Brant Wealth Management. Uh, they they specialize in university professors. That's that's kind of their niche. Uh, we had two other acquisitions earlier this year. One in Indiana. One in Michigan. Uh, and then we actually uh, ourselves took some private equity money this year. Uh, a strategic minority investor. Got you. Got um, to get that out, and then you got right. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> got. Everyone's got to like slowly be bought out. That's yeah, that's yeah. The idea. No, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you guys see the activity on a day to day basis. Every every single, single day. day. I mean, yeah, yeah. city wire. I, I haven't. Like I haven't
0: checked to see who Michael is raising private today. equity money to buy me out. So every single day. <laughs> that's <laughs> all, all that's why you keep calling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to we got to talk about your incredible deal. You you've. You've built this phenomenal asset management firm, and then Patrick came along, a phenom. He added to that this whole thing with content and this whole way of reaching allocators, advisors. I mean, did an unbelievable job with it. Um, and then you guys are basically in this situation where you're pioneering into a new way to allocate with Canvas. Yeah. And it's an overnight sensation. And then, and then tell us tell us what happens from there.
1: So, uh, step back. Something I've always wanted uh, to do. I, I founded a company called Netfolio uh, in nineteen ninety nine, which was going to do I this. Remember that. Yeah. Uh, the difference is uh, this time the technology actually works. Um, Trade, and trading, close to zero, <laughs> <if> that, <laughs> trading that costs are zero. Trading costs are zero. Okay, but but to uh, you can't minimize. We have been building this technology for ourselves for, like, more than 10 years. I was dissatisfied with every off-the-shelf solution we had. And so I said to my tech guys, I I want it all replaced. Yeah. And so that took about 10 years. And we're not talking about trivial things. Like, so, for example, uh, you guys, one of our clients, one of our great clients, thank you, um, you guys gave us feedback and we took you seriously, yeah and you know that's because both Patrick and I believe you push push the solution or the the thing you want to work on to the people who are actually using it, yes, right? because what do we know we're asset managers we don't really often meet with the end client you guys that's where you guys are the uh, absolute geniuses so um, we had the base technology, which led Pat, the famous story, of course, Patrick walked into my office and, and goes, uh, dad. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, remember Netfolio? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, he goes, well, um, we have built all this technology and, and the fact is we built the Death Star to kill a mouse. Right. And I cut my eyes widened and I'm like, you want to and then he stopped me and he goes we are gonna aws this bitch all right, all right. <laughs> and you the rest a planet yeah and okay. the rest was kind of history um i honestly and truly believe um and have for a very long time uh that custom uh, customized portfolios are the future it's going to be its own category you know category. What's funny about that they were the past you're so perceptive because there's a book uh, by Peter Drucker, which I recommend everyone, Adventures of a Bystander. Yeah. And one of the chapters is when he worked for a merchant bank in London in the 30s, right? The thing that I found really interesting about it was that's exactly how they managed money. It was to the family, to their specifications. Yeah, Everyone was different. And – you know, I instantly got that book out again, and I'm like, you know what? This is this is something that only the super, super rich could afford long, long ago, and you, you can see the direction that this is going. Yeah, because what ends up happening is
0: like all the Wall Street firms start getting bought by banks, and they start scaling, getting bigger, and what always happens is they just look like, where can we cut costs? Oh, here's a good place. Why are we doing custom bespoke portfolios for people with a million dollars, like, right, why would we do that that's yep. that's stupid. Let's put them in lifecycle fund let's put and that, but it's similar to TV. it's like so everything gets bundled, and then the unbundling is inevitable, right and now we have eighteen apps that we're watching shows on versus one cable subscription, but probably paying roughly the same thing. so you guys are basically unpackaging something that used to exist and then got packaged. yeah, so now a financial advisor can custom tailor a portfolio to a client. You guys built Canvas, which is the engine the engine that allows that to happen. Are yeah. um, you guys doing customization? Yeah, we, we use Canvas, too. We were, yeah, one, of the, we, we were one of
2: the initial partner yep. firms just like you guys, and it's been a phenomenal— I think we
0: signed the day before you, though. Mm, I don't <laughs> know about that. Um, but no, it's been wonderful to work with that. I think that's thing. right. <laughs> I'm going to ask Claudette. All right. So all right, so so you built this amazing thing, and you it looked like you got a really nice head start, and now what? So
1: uh you know honestly uh all joking aside one of the plane uh, when when <laughs> <laughs> when when Patrick and I were talking about it we both realized that the uh set of companies that we would be willing to sell ourselves to mm. was tiny so because um, he's going to cuz Patrick's going to live with the consequences uh, of right, that exactly that's right and you are, uh, and
0: you are too, but and, to a lesser extent, right? right. Yeah, okay. exactly.
1: And and so when we got first approached by uh, Franklin Templeton, it turns out there was one guy there who was, you know, very clear visioned about the way the world is uh, working. Roger, Roger, okay, yeah, we saw talk, we talked to him. Okay, so so he had built Morgan Stanley's entire separately managed account platform. He knew how to do things, et cetera. But you know, after our first Zoom call, Patrick and I chatted about it. And I'm. I, what I said was, listen, Why? I, what I'm still kind of not believing is that we just talked to one of the biggest asset managers in the world with a trillion and a half dollars in assets under management. This is Franklin Templeton. Yeah, yeah. And they have the vision to come forward with something that is clearly a risk. It's not a standard, right? And that kind of uh, mentality is a very rare thing. In, in a large company, you know, and that's why large companies die. Because, they, because they, why? Because all he has to do really is just keep things
0: status quo and he keeps his job for the most part. Mm-hmm. He introduces something like this and it doesn't work or whatever, yep. cost overruns yep. or delays,
1: and then he's at risk. Exactly. So, okay. So I, but, get, but I totally got that. You know, so Roger was the guy who got it, but I'm going to give props to their entire senior team. Uh talk to them all. all right. let's, uh, let's actually, actually, the senior team. Oh, we got sound effects. Where's my horn? I you know no, you I used don't to get like a horn. uh Groucho Marx. Uh anyway, we uh finally met and this is what's kind of weird, right? We we got the deal all done over Zoom. And it's amazing.
0: Um do you ever think
1: in a million years you would sell
0: your know, the business you spent a lifetime uh building over a Zoom call?
1: Uh, well, there was no Zoom like, yeah, three years ago. Right, but, yeah. Right. But, but we met for the first time a week and a half ago, and the chemistry was fantastic. That's great. Um, you That's know, great. these are, these are really
0: – So can I tell you, can I tell you something? Uh, I think they should take the Ben Franklin avatar from the logo and put you in there. <laughs> it's like a giant smile on <laughs> your face. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, no. Well, now they have
0: this cut- – so, all right. So now they have this cutting-edge technology. And maybe they should like judge the brand a little bit like the the parent company. Like let's let's
1: be like tech first now. Like, yeah.
0: The kids so, aren't into Ben Franklin.
1: No. Need, I, like uh, a Kardashian or something. Right. Right. Uh, you know, that that's true. And in addition to that, he's in black and white. Right. Yeah. Um, so give him some shades, you know, throw make some, him a non fungible token. You remember, the the Simpsons e- ab- <laughs> remember the Simpsons episode with Poochie? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The dog. Yeah
0: like they I forget what they they need him for but he shows up with a skateboard. Yeah. And Homer does the voice for him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they need a, a skateboarding dog. Uh any truth to the rumor that potentially Patrick could be potentially in the
1: plans long term as like senior senior leadership? So still too early for that. Of course. That? Yeah. Um listen. Who knows? Uh, they they Patrick is a phenomenon and Agreed. and yep. and he If they use him right, he will move mountains for them. And he will be able to help them become the absolute leader in that category.
0: Selfishly, though, I almost don't want that because then how's he doing all these podcasts? Well, so, you know, one of the things. (laughs) And I listen to like probably one out of every three. Yeah. Because it's hard to keep up. It is. But every single one I listen to. I share it with people immediately. Same with me. Same with
4: me. So, yeah. with me. so and our, sorry, let me cut in. Our fates are intertwined a little bit.
0: What happened to your voice, dude?
4: Don't ask. Uh, <laughs> I just did. Don't worry about it. All right, what's wrong with his voice? I'm trying something new.
0: Okay. Wait. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. We got so Elizabeth
4: Holmes going on over here. So
0: uh, this is Michael. <laughs> I I
4: would not have a sore throat. Because of a podcast, without Patrick's nudge, Patrick told me to start a podcast in 2017, and mm. I took his advice, and that was
0: game. Oh, you have podcast throat, game I have podcast so royalties.
4: But my, my O'Shaughnessy <laughs> origin story, and I wrote about this a few weeks ago, was in 2012 at one of Barry's big picture conferences, and across the board, everybody there scared their shit out of me, and there were a few British gentlemen who were telling like stories about Roman times and whatever, and I was like, "Holy shit, I need to sell everything and go short everything," and you were the only person on stage telling I don't know if you were telling I remember people to that. buy. Do you remember but that? But you were I do. saying you were saying stocks, I don't know if you said they've never been this cheap, but you said stocks are cheap. And you went on for an hour and you didn't win my I I, I went with the Bears over you, like an <laughs> idiot. But that was my that was my introduction to you.
1: That's very cool. Uh, so I almost never forecast because what the fuck do I know, right? right? So the only well, You time- know, well, you know a lot. Okay. But- tr- fair enough. But but my point is most por- forecasts are bullshit, and people make them because people want them. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, and and I've written maybe four in my entire life, and I only write them when the numbers are screaming at me. Hey, idiot! kind of like kind of like today. Ninety-nine. I wrote the Internet <laughs> Contrarian, but remember. Human OS, just like everyone else. So after writing a really bearish thing called the internet contrarian. You bought for? Amazon. <laughs> you bought more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I started an internet company, Netfolio. <laughs> well,
0: if you can't beat them, join them. Exactly,
1: right? exactly. But so uh, the numbers were screaming. And so I, I published a piece in uh, March of 2009 called A Generational Buying Opportunity. Damn, it's good timing. It's still kicking around Did on the read? web. Wait, that, that was the timing, timing on that? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. So you
0: have two posts that aged like a fine wine. Uh, well, it, hopefully more, but yeah, they
1: worked out. Well, most they, people they, have zero. Well, again, like so, it, what what people have a hard time understanding is I'm just listening to the numbers, right? So so what we did was I said, okay, the the ten years ending February 09 are the second worst ten year period, real rate of return, so inflation adjusted. For the S&P 500 or its proxy, which most people don't know, the S&P 500 has not been around in that form for a very long time period. But anyway, going back to 1900, okay? Second worst. First was May of 1920. And, you know, I think they had some kind of flu thing going around. Just a a world war that they had to close the market for. Yeah, and a world war. Right. Uh, And then that whole Spanish flu thing. Anyway, so I said – so the guys, okay, show me the fifty worst, and then show me what happens one, three, seven, ten years later. Yeah, when you get to three years, no negative numbers. Yeah, and some of that data
0: really predates the Fed having the influence that it does today. And in 09, they were basically telling us the same thing that they told us last year, which is that we ain't gonna stop.
1: Yeah, like yeah, they, they said it. Yeah, like many times. Yeah, no, I know, and you know, so it was kind of like you really don't. Get this kind of market very often, right. right? And and so I poured. I mean, I followed my own advice. I, I l- liquidated uh, more. Uh, uh, I guess I would say slightly less risky <laughs> assets than than equities. You stop reinvesting your dividends,
4: <laughs> savage. All right, let's <laughs> Jim. You're talking about <laughs> forecasts are bullshit, and of course they are. Let's talk. Let's stop chart number twenty-two. What we're looking at is the global fund manager survey of the biggest tail risk. And if we look at this chart, which Big John will throw up in a second, it's got going back awesome. to 2011, awesome. oh, wow. what look people considered to be, fund managers from Bank of America, what fund managers consider to be the biggest risks. We, okay.
0: So for the people that are just listening and not watching, they go back to 2011. It starts with EU sovereign debt funding, and that looks like it went on for like three years where that was considered the biggest risk consistently. Yeah. And then U.S. fiscal cliff, I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was kind of a blip, but we had a debt ceiling fight. Then China, it went into hard China hard landing. China hard landing, I remember specifically. two yeah. On yep. Which one, China? China yeah. hard landing. It's like yeah. every two years, that's right? Like a, that's yeah. like a greatest hits. Yeah. Geopolitical yeah. crisis. What was that about? F- 2015? There's twenty fifteen. Russia, Russia invaded uh, oh, Ukraine. Uh, no, uh, twenty fifteen yeah. would have out. been <laughs> probably
1: <laughs> Greece uh, saying, "You know all that money you loaned us? <laughs> we don't have it. We can't pay you back." Cyprus. Yeah.
0: Another China hard landing. Which the how how did the second one hit for you? I prefer the original. You've had a better hard landing. <laughs> Quantitative tightening. So this is uh Jerome Powell right, quote unquote rates. going too far right. and the trade war happening at the same time. And actually
4: But by the way, you know what's funny? Look at look inside, look to the left. All of these are labeled. Yeah. yeah. Chinese credit credit tightening. Who the f- was worried about that? <laughs>
1: uh, Seriously. Well, obviously I'm still, I'm still the al- about the analysts that. at uh, Bank of America.
0: You were could always worried. find these headlines. Have like you ever
1: a, met one of those guys? They're no. very
0: shaky in general. <laughs> you could always find like people worried about so this
1: stuff. Twice. Oh, the best yeah. is
2: like coronavirus is a good example. Like, look when that starts. Yeah. it starts after it already
1: happened. Of so no, no one was talking listen, about it as a tail risk. It started okay. in, in May. You're so, right. So right. that's yeah. another one of my precepts, right? Story follows price, Every time. not the okay. other way oh, around. So the, look how they say, instead of writing Trump, they say political populism right. for twenty, <laughs> for twenty sixteen
4: and seventeen. It was all trade war in twenty. But the point is, right now, the point is, right now, uh, it's inflation slash bond tantrum. And if you go on down the list, were any of these things a reason
2: to sell? Did, did the S and P go up or down over well, that full well, time? Well, so, so yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: inflation since this real, chart started, the, yeah, the Nasdaq is up. uh thousand, 1500
1: percent, 25 percent a year. Compound. Right. Right. It's amazing. Right. It's right. never so, anything that we're worried about. Yeah. 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 But see, the thing is, like, in that piece that I told you about the uh, the generational buying opportunity, I'm I'm like, I will never short the United States of America. Right. I, I know. Animal House. And we will not sit here and listen to you bad mouth this country. <laughs> but the point is, it's true. Like, so, yeah, we're going through a bunch of shitty things with people. What else is new? Getting it. Exactly. But we always should. Can, can you short the Constitution now that Michael owns you know, it? <laughs> as, <laughs> Don't you dare.
0: I, as somebody who was around for this, because I read books, Phil, Michael, we read books. But you were Leatherbound ra- books. You were around for this. The shitty things that we're going through, Yeah, I understand that we're always kind of going through shitty things. But, like, it really feels like the stock market is completely divorced from like all of the, the shitty stuff that's going on societally in a way that in the in the 70s it was not immune to Watergate. We just had two fucking impeachments yeah. of the same guy. The stock market rallied. Yeah. So why do I feel like it's so different? I mean, I know it was if like if you look at the bear market of the 70s, it was like a double dip. Yeah. It was so disgusting. Yeah. And I know that wasn't caused by Watergate, but you can clearly see that uh Nixon being impeached and then resigning, like, did make things worse for stocks. It was a big deal. Okay. So do stocks no longer give a shit about anything that takes place at that level of politics? Is it just a show?
1: So that's funny. I was just talking about this earlier today. Uh, I'm doing a series called The Great Reshuffle. Uh, We are living through a really fascinating period in history. When all of the old institutions are essentially this is on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's pl- let's plug that real quick. Jim's podcast,
0: Infinite Loops, which I was a guest on. Yes, when we were selling our book, yeah, that was a lot of
1: fun. Yep. yep. All right, he so, was too. Hey, where was my
0: invite? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, I have not been a guest <laughs> on there yet. Wink, there wink. you go. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> let's see how you do today. Yeah, yeah you, I, this so is this a my trial, trial for you. But <laughs> yeah. but the point is, so the great reshuffle, which means that we are living through an era, which. Similar eras have happened in the past, but not to the degree with the technology that we have, right? So, with the technology right now, time, space, geography all collapsed. They're gone. They don't matter anymore. So trading twenty four seven, trading twenty four seven. I can hire my guy who works for me, Vatsal on the uh, on the podcast. He's in India, super smart. Twitter was his resume, and and so. What is happening concurrently with that is you are seeing the old gatekeepers like government, like journalists like uh, you know you name it publishers, even crumbling, yeah. and they're crumbling because people are running, people they're
0: running way ahead. circles around
1: and, and as a matter of fact, Josh, one of my worries actually, and, and I'm being very serious about this, is I really don't know how. Uh, and let's keep it U.S. centric. I really don't know how our government is going to catch up to where we are, where the private sector can I, is. Can I, can I can I say that I've been thinking about that too? I spoke with
0: uh, Rep. Patrick McHenry, who is pro-Bitcoin, pro-crypto. And that's kind of the point that he was making is that we're not smart enough to come up with new regulations for things that are going to be invented tomorrow morning in advance. Yep. So we either... Like, let these people into the building to tell us what's going on, or we threaten them. But, like, one version is better than the other, no doubt. Well, but so wh- what do you say to this idea, though, that the obscene amounts of money being made uh, by technology people and crypto people will ultimately lead to the election of candidates who will be shepherded toward the right solutions and that's going to be the thing that answers your question no
4: way we're so
1: far well
0: they're buying that. stadiums it's only a matter of time yeah, before they're buying senators these
1: these oh. this group of people <laughs> i mean it's such a small hang on 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 that uh note uh i i used to uh, joke that one of my proposals was oh, that boy. all of the congress critters uh, should have to be like uh, formula one and where their the Lobbyists yeah, who bought it. them. Yes. And like incredible. patches on the- Right. <laughs> well, so the, Lake, the Lakers are going to play in
0: crypto.com crypto stadium. Crypto.com stadium. That's such yeah. a silly sounding- so stadium, That is man. also well, a classic right off the top.
1: Well, top signal. I'm going right, to have to read There laugh are no more, there are no more top signals, Jim. <laughs>
4: they don't exist. And blockchains are the new staples. So it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, but
0: anyway, so I think what I'm trying to figure out is, does Elon Musk just decide, you know what? I'm going to put 10 senators in that in that building- and who who could possibly go up against me with the capital that I have? Or is money not going to be enough to do something like that? Bernie Sanders.
1: S- so. Like Chamath is involved in politics. These guys have more money than God. Yeah, yeah. So listen, one of the maxims that usually works out really well is follow the money, man. And and he who has the gold makes the rules. So maybe that's the answer. How does politics
0: catch up? Buy gold. Because the politicians <laughs> are funded these new technologies and the creators, can we and also
4: it, just say sorry to go back to this chart? It says biggest tail risk. How is tail risk? How is inflation tail risk? Tail risk is like an, inva- it, an is alien invasion. it still invasion. a tail risk if
0: everyone's talking about <laughs> how it. Right. Is that alien invasion? No, 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 of course it's not. It's, no.
4: That's a
0: tail risk. I do love though that your voice has transformed into Funkhauser. from I, uh, it has
1: <laughs> from, it really has? has. You know what? I wasn't even going to go there, but I'm thinking I'm I'm seeing Larry David in my head.
4: I thought I sounded like Jeff Garland, but you're right. I'm funky.
1: Funk man. Man. You're the funk, funk
4: man. man. I'm the funk
1: man. Yeah, this the r- 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 rest the soul, rest <laughs> the is soul. Awesome.
0: I should keep this. All right. So the tail risk thing, it's not a tail risk if you're reading an article about it every day. Right. Is that no? Okay. <laughs> so I think people really don't understand that or have trouble with that. So what is the tail risk? I, I wrote down mine. I think it's either mortgages or uh China invading Taiwan. No, I, I think I think that's a pretty good one. Well, oh, China, China, yeah. China invading Taiwan. Well, what let's. I mean, I'm not like i uh, I'm not, I'm not know, like a geopolitical expert, but I'm just thinking from a Wall Street perspective. How critical that part of the world is for all the supply chain. We yes, just learned this. much is yeah. So what happens if all of a sudden, forget about ships not being able to get in L.A. How about nothing moving anywhere through the Pacific because there's like the potential for a showdown. That obviously nobody is rooting for. Have you heard of the blockchain? Come on, seriously. I, That's to me that this is the. This what is the what thing. about? I'm personally. Wor-
2: I'm personally worried about illiquidity in the board eight market. <laughs> uh,
0: you guys are fucking.
4: Wait, I got uh, one. No, seriously.
2: What if what,
4: I,
0: I? wanted to answer your question
1: seriously, Josh. Jim, just I want to so hear. So you know. it. I want to hear it. These guys are fist pounding. So, 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 listen. Um, I asked what, it sincerely. What what it potentially causes is a very sharp decline. That happens very quickly until we build around solutions, right? And some of those solutions are being built right now. They we are reshoring. Some of this manufacturing capability, right. specifically in the chips uh, sector, because our economy essentially does not work without
0: Taiwan. Chips. Semi is one of the ten largest market cap stocks in the world. I think right now, and they this should be. Really- I
4: am so bullish on the next decade. The stuff, all of the shit that, like, there is a silver lining to this. <laughs> yeah. All of the business formation that we're seeing in 2021 and 2020, it we're like the the next trillion dollar companies. But that's the idea. But that's year. the
0: idea of tail risk. We're not saying it's the central risk. What we're saying is this is some weird shit at one of the tails. I'm
4: so bullshit. I don't want to talk about tail risk, but fine. Here's my tail risk event. Uh, What if this all the smoke around tether ends up being real and that crashes Bitcoin and that just happens to be the spark that we need to turn sentiment south in the broader markets?
1: Listen, you know there are there's there's a lot of Tinder and there's a lot of matches. Right. Exactly. And without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, so. The way we look at it, just like I said before, like uh, my time horizon is infinite. I have children and grandchildren and charities I want to give money to, so I learned that from my first client, who was a seventy-three-year-old gold prospector who sold his company to um, Barrick uh, Gold in Canada. I f- went to his ranch here in Montana and or Wyoming, sorry. And Same thing. It's just Super. Yeah, is this John is. Sutton you're talking about? At, at, <laughs> no. And anyway, so I'm I'm like selling him or I'm showing him the most conservative stuff we've got. And he's like, no, no, no. Show me show me that small to mid-cap growth, which was pure momentum, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, ah, David, I, I don't really think that that might be appropriate for you, you know, given the time horizon. He points at the picture on his table of his grandkids and them. his kids. Yeah. And he goes, my time horizon's infinite. And ever since he said that to me, it really changed the way I think about things. Uh, because mine is tuna. And right. so, like, I I don't really worry too much about tail risk. Look, human operating system I know is going to operate the same way. People are going to fuck up. They're going to sell really near the low. You guys are going to do your absolute best to convince them not to do that. And you will be... You will be incredibly convincing, but it might not be enough depending on how oh, not steep. for everyone. Or not for yeah, everyone. 2020
4: was interesting because we came out of it pretty, pretty well for our yeah. clients in terms of making sure they got through it. But it, it ended so quickly. That's the
1: thing.
0: It's not the depth of the sell-off. It's the length. You can't have bit like that kind of pessimism and fear set in in the course of a month. You need like- this series of right. lower highs right. that just breaks that your it, heart every time. There that was, is we
4: incredible. Didn't even, there wasn't it's even we haven't won. had that We
1: though. didn't have one. Yeah. There wasn't even one
4: no. rollover.
1: So during the height of the great financial crisis, right? I Right after, by the way, I wrote, the generational buying opportunity. Ari Rosenbaum, who's my guy who deals yeah, Ari. with. Love like, Ari, yeah, Love yeah, Ari. Okay. So shout, he goes, Jim, Jim, I need to re- wheel you out here because one of our oldest clients is, wheel get, you out. is getting. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, You're is, like an animatronic, uh, exactly. it push Disney you through robot. The <laughs> Hello. It's a small world after all. <laughs> anyway, so I, I go, I walk in, and literally, I've known this guy. I was the one who pitched him. Oh, wow. So he has been like, one of our clients since the beginning, since O'Shaughnessy Capital Management. Like oh right. four. Even before. Oh my god. Nineties. Oh wow. So anyway, he's an advisor like yeah. you guys, and he shall remain nameless, obviously. As I'm walking Phil into Huber's his- dad
0: Well I know. Shout out to Dave Huber. Yeah, shout Dave Huber.
1: (laughs) Stop panicking. No, no, no. this guy guy was in Washington. Listen to to Animatronic Jim. Don't sell. (laughs) But anyway, you know, Sim Jim is soon to come out of beta. Then you fuckers are never done You in the metaverse? (laughs) Of course. All right. Anyway. See you there. So so, uh, he stops me before I can even get over to his desk. And I got a briefcase and he goes, you got twenty charts and tables in that briefcase showing me yeah. why this is going to be the absolute best time for me to put all my clients' money in equities, and I went, "Yeah, yeah." And he goes, "I don't give a shit." Yeah. And he, did he goes, wa- "What do you want to hear?" Then he wanted he he wanted us to say, Actually, he, "My dad's exact words were." <laughs> <laughs> Phil was taping him. <laughs> I wondered how you rose so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. um, what he said was what he wanted was for me to say it was cool, what he was gonna do. What was he and gonna do? What he was out? gonna do, well, yeah. He pulled all of the client he reallocated to 85% fixed income,
3: mm.
1: 15% Oof. foreign equities, not US equities. Oof. Yeah, because those are those are uh, lower risk. <laughs> oh, much lower. Much lower. Is <laughs> <Merde>, this <laughs> happening again? <laughs> but the point is, he wanted me to say that was fine. And I went, you know me. Yeah. I'm like,
0: that's not fine. No, 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 no.
1: You're going to lose so many of your clients.
0: Right. Did you ever hear anything in the aftermath? Nope. Don't call. You don't want to hear it. He sold the CI financial. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He got rolled up. Well,
1: and again, you know, the last time that that kind of happened was during the dot-com, right? Yeah. So I used to do a lot of speeches, do a lot of debates and everything. And and one time I'm sharing the stage with a guy who's essentially saying to the audience— the only intelligent thing to do is move enti- your 100% of your portfolio into dot-com stocks. And if you want to be a little more conservative, <laughs> then put just by the set technology sector. Right. And then I look at him like – I literally look at him like, you are out of your fucking mind. You wanted to punch him. and and <laughs> And so then I drop the, yahoos are buying Yahoo. Yeah. Not a single level of applause. I mean, they they hated me. They because they, want, they wanted, wanted to. So that was I, a great
0: one-liner, though. They wanted I to. So. <laughs> a lot of people want to hear what they want to hear or what they expect they're going to hear. Yeah, um, I went through that. I spoke at a gold mining conference in 2012, and I told them the uptrend is broken. And they, I mean, they chased me. Sure. Uh, Chef wouldn't even shake my hand in the green room. Just they so, really? They were like, they, they started walking, getting up, and walking out. I was just like, "Ouch!" It's a way of
1: life. It's Canada. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: uh, Vancouver. It's like a cult. Oh no! It's worse than a cult. It's just like going. This is like going to Texas and saying like, "Oil is over." And all I was saying was, "Here's a technical chart. Right? Look at this beautiful uptrend. It's over. We don't know what happens next, but it's unlikely." what just happened is going to continue now so
1: you know they, they they're they want to so be out of the they building they so believe their their beliefs right so there's the joke right a gold mining guy dies and goes to heaven saint peter says to him or whoever the head angel is uh, says to him, you know, dude, we, we have uh, limits that we have. Yeah. You know, it's, we don't, it's not infinite, even though you stupid humans think it is. We got space problems. Yeah. Uh, so we're all filled up with gold spectators. And the guy says to the guy, well, can I say just, can I do one line to them? <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, sure. So he goes over to the gold miner section and he shouts, gold found in hell. <laughs> and literally every one of them. Run out and go down to hell, and Saint Peter goes. All right, dude, it's all yours. And he goes, "I'm going to go with them. There yeah, might yeah. be something to that rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this is a true story. <laughs> <It's> tr- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you really. It funny is a true story. <laughs> well, you can
0: You can repeat something so much that you actually start to believe it. Yeah, but and that's
4: what they do. So I keep telling myself, Lucid is cheap at these levels.
0: <laughs> do you have a you have a take on Tesla, Lucid, uh, what Rivian like in the last? week or so what we've seen, like, does any
1: of that resemble capitalism anymore? No, but, but I love it when you ask me if I have a take, I don't have a take on any stock. Either the stock meets our models criteria or it doesn't. So we
0: know that that doesn't, uh, but just that mentality where it's like, I love how the car looks Yeah. and I, I believe in the projections out to 2025, Yeah. buy it and then actually have it work. That's the disturbing part, that that mentality actually is working really, really well. Not forever. Yeah. But it is right now.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that – I don't have any position in any of Elon's companies. Totally But I I mean – I don't know how, how you can't love this guy. He is like the greatest show oh, of our era. Yeah, I think he's he's like breathtaking to to watch what he's doing. I mean, and and <laughs> I don't love him. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have this I really guy. Love him. I, I have this guy <laughs> who follows me on Twitter, right? And and like all he does is bash Elon Musk. Oh, that's absurd. And so yeah. and so I DM'd him. And I'm like, dude, do you like own? Do you, are you short Tesla? What's going on? What's you know this you Ross must have the evil here. twin. Well, no. <laughs> it was that he just he tests, uh or Musk owns so much of the real estate in this guy's mind. Yeah, that and I was like, dude, you just got to stop this.
0: Yeah, but that's you know people get fixated long or short in different stocks right. and absolutely to your point though, he encourages this because he's constantly going like,
1: you know, at a certain point. At a certain point, you don't keep putting yourself in people's faces. And and tw- and again, back to the changes of government and everything. 20 years ago, he's in jail. Fed max, almost 100% certainty. Now, what, what is anyone going to do to him?
4: Well, how about this? Due to inflation, 420 has gone up by 69.
1: <laughs> Come on. I know. Yeah, I what, mean, that
2: should be framed.
1: I, it really <laughs> should be, man. The guy for, for you know, listen. You gotta. That's, you the gotta richest, that's the richest person on Earth
0: at two o'clock in the afternoon has time to shitpost post a four twenty joke and for, probably the, baked the, out the, of a his a mind as he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is that's part when you talk about a great reshuffle. I give you a lot of credit. Most people um, who who have seen a lot of stuff and have been around a long time, yeah, they, they're not getting a kick out of this. Yeah, this no, shit I know. Terrifies people. Yeah, I know, they're I know. like, I don't understand. How the fuck is this company worth more than Ford? And they delivered their first truck last month. Right. And why is the world's richest man uh, antagonizing Congress on Twitter? Right. And why is the president a, a Twitter troll? And, like, I don't feel like most people are enjoying this as much as you seem to be. <laughs> is this you putting on a brave face? Or do no. you really feel like— Hey man, it's all good. I,
1: I I feel like hey man, it's all good because for now. For now. Yeah, listen, yeah. I give you credit for this. Th- th- there will be some reckoning at some point. I don't know when. Okay. Uh but that's the way markets work, man. And and I'm I'm a bull all the way towards my great 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 yes. grandchildren saying, "Thanks, papa."
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's let's keep going. I don't have much to say on the electric car things. Do you have any any take on these stocks? No, you're not. Trading I'm, not I'm not a
1: car guy, but
2: I, I did uh, when you put it in the show notes. I looked up Lucid because I just wasn't familiar with it, and it's a cool looking
0: car. Is car. set? It For looks amazing. The Rivian, truck the, the Rivian truck Ford, is amazing. I mean, that be a, that's a five hundred billion market cap too. company right there. Yeah, that should be a trillion immediately. Yeah. Which one? Uh, Lucid. The that's Lucid. What is it called? Chip. The Air.
2: If that's not a top five market cap company by the end of the year, I don't know what we're
0: doing. You're
1: not. A, you're not. You're not buying any of the. Like, this, you're not a car guy. This is one hundred fifty
2: thousand dollars.
4: Is that? I don't. know if This is the one. The Lucid.
1: So you know, in classic gym form, yeah, I didn't read gorgeous. the show notes, so I wasn't aware of right. this.
0: No,
1: no worries. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about
0: fintech buying media companies. So uh Scott Galloway was talking about this. I thought it was interesting. Uh-oh.
1: Was he in favor or opposed?
0: Uh I think, oh, favor, I, think, I, think. <laughs> I think he sees it as inevitable. Like JP Morgan bought this thing called the infatuation, yeah. which is like restaurant reservation. They're not doing this for revenue. No. This what what I think though. Uh so Square bought uh a title and titled today just announced music is free. Is
4: that Jay Z's company? Yeah, yeah. Well it was.
0: Jay Z actually sold that company twice, which is pretty impressive. So now Dorsey owns it through Square and he basically came out on Twitter, the other company that he's a CEO of, and he said there's a free tier now on now you have no reason not to use title. Because He's giving you what you're paying Spotify so music. for. It. How
4: is Jack Dorsey such a hyperinflationista when
1: everything that he's built is pushing costs lower? It, yeah, it's really bizarre. That's actually, I said that same question out loud at, when I was having dinner with some friends, and like no one could answer it. I have no I idea. I have an answer. I have an answer for, answer for
4: why Silicon Valley people think there's so much inflation everywhere. It's where they live. Yeah, it's two things. Oh, that's okay. A, yeah. It's their lifestyle. Yeah. So everything that they do costs so much goddamn money. Do you understand
1: money. how much caviar has gone on? Exactly. Up? Yeah, yeah.
4: And they can't get a house for less than $30 million. Right. And B, all of the Series A that they're used to fund they $5 million are
0: now $37 million. Right. You know what the cost is to rent an island for a month these right. days? So- it's unconscionable. <laughs> so, all right. But anyway, the point being made is that you now have a situation where fintech companies have tons of money to throw around and- they're going to buy up things that have audiences mm-hmm. and find new ways to, to monetize those audiences, which makes sense to me. And it's way easier to buy something than start.
1: Like well, by what, the way, what, if
4: Jack Dorsey wants to buy The Compound and Friends, it's, it's uh, $900 billion. Well, yeah, we you know, so,
1: I mean, you joke, but listen, Howard Lindzen, who's a buddy of mine and yours. Yeah. Um, in fact, I met him here. And yeah. the reason we're friends is because he couldn't annoy me for the f- 45 minutes that he tried to. <laughs> and he asked me later, he goes, how, how did that work? And I said, I'm fucking Irish, man. Yeah, you, yeah, can't yeah. Get you can't get on our skin. Right. Um, and so anyway, we turned into good friends. But he was like all along, hey, Jack, why don't you add brokerage? <laughs> well, you could have a brokerage, Jack. Just a yeah. dollar sign. You ignored him. Yeah. And like he he could – be like Robin Hood. He could be. He could be big in all of these because Twitter itself is a snelling point, right? Where everyone goes. Yes. And he blew it, man. And so he's making up for lost time. So I think.
0: Square is like an eighty billion dollar market cap, and he could do a lot with that. Exactly. And
1: and and Twitter's kind of honestly the way I look at it, it's kind of his side project.
0: Yeah. yeah and it feels and, that way clearly. Yeah, it does.
1: Right. Yeah. But I still think that Twitter can survive despite it. Twitter stock is 10, 10 points above. Such
0: a shitty the stock. Date, oh, it's an of awesome. Twitter blue.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I am. I haven't looked Twitter at it
4: yet. But. What
0: is Twitter? What is Twitter blue? It's like there. It was like two ninety nine a month. Two ninety nine a month. And so a like for what, what, what can I not get tweets for two ninety nine a month? <laughs> you already, <laughs> you already no? do that. Whatever.
4: So uh, so think, somebody
0: think, invited me on a Twitter Spaces. Tyrone's like, yo, we're gonna do this thing, and I'm like. I, I had to call Mike. I'm like, I haven't been on Twitter in so long that Spaces didn't exist when I left. No. Is that in the like, metaverse? Or? He had sending me screenshots of, how, like, if I go on this uh thing like how to do how it how to do it how to tweet literally how to tweet <laughs> yeah so it's it's been a minute it's come full circle full so circle the market cap
4: of twitter i'm making this up it's like up like 30 percent since it came public but it's all from share issuance right yeah, from paying themselves the, the price is up like seven percent or it's something it's crazy it he, he, uh, and that's I think, the
0: case but that's the case for for some of these crypto projects because if twitter people owned it if people the the let's say the people who sent the most tweets got airdropped the most tokens, and right. so they had some governance, right? And then all of a sudden, it's Donald Trump and it's downtown Josh Brown, like calling the shots on what goes on as, on Twitter, as it should be right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, is that good? Is that does that turn well, into worse? Potentially, oh right? som-
4: yeah! Somebody, somebody, there might be a Reddit token or something, but they should incentivize the users so they pay every user with a Twitter token for getting every hundred retweets that they get. They get point zero zero whatever tokens. Just in, for in Instagram
0: just offered me two hundred fifty dollars if I would upload a real, <laughs> not like just <laughs> maybe That's an <laughs> email blast they're sending out uh, to verify. Tell them to that, pay, you,
4: pay you in tokens. You want so tokens? What
0: real would I <laughs> upload? It's that? just it's always people dancing. I, All I, I, right, I can dance. There so, you go. So two hundred fifty dollars though, like that—that's nothing, man.
1: Turn them down. Even for
0: a teenage influencer, yeah. that's like zero dollars. Zero to, dollars. Tell them to add
4: two zeros and you'll yeah. talk. Two and zeros,
0: then, maybe. Add two zeros and a hot dunk, and you're gonna film me uh, doing a reel. Of course or, you or, will. Wait, that's not how it works. I'll, I'm I'm I'll dance my for phone? free. Yeah,
4: yeah, we'll
1: do it. All right. Yep. See, listen. Throw in a constitution and the, then we'll talk. Yeah. No, 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 no. The race to zero. Phil just said yeah. he'd do it, I'll for, do it free. for free. <laughs> the race to zero, man. Do it for likes. They'll do it for life. All right, so wait, what other, what other fintech
4: companies are buying? What other fintech? I don't even know what you're talking about with this fintech stuff.
0: So I think what we're probably going to see is some of the media outlets covering markets get bought by- Not surprise me at get all. Get bought by brokerages and cash apps. And uh, like PayPal was caught talking to Pinterest or thinking about talking to Pinterest. The stock didn't react well. You say like, why the hell would they do that? Well, there's like hundreds of millions of users around the world on Pinterest. Who cares about the content? You just put PayPal app in their face. Exactly. Twice a week. Exactly. And wh- Why not do that versus- um, buying ad space, which so is the Super Bowl, which is has totally stupid. Hasn't every, totally. hasn't
4: every media property been bought? I was going to joke Stripe is going to buy Barstool, but-
0: Colossus is still available. Colossus is, is available.
4: available. The compound Frank, is
0: available. Franklin Templeton,
2: yeah. if you're listening.
4: No, but seriously, <laughs> uh, Morning Brew obviously was business insider. Yep, yep. Uh, Barstool was-, yep. was uh, Well, I mean,
1: again, Michael, it fits with the thesis. Uh, your attention is the new gold. Right. And, in and crypto if you don't
0: get it- in crypto, that started natively. Like, who owns Coindesk? It's one right. of the big crypto yeah. uh, asset management They're like conglomerates. DCG yeah. owns yeah. everything. DCG yeah. owns yep. y- their own media. Yep. yep. So when they want to launch a product, a service, announce a promotion of somebody, they don't have to, like, talk to reporters in right. no. the journal. They report. No. They just put it on Coindesk. Yep. Right. Yep. I, I genuinely feel that a lot of things are going to start going that way. As technology
1: companies with vastly inflated currency yep. realize how cheap it is to buy editors and journalists. Exactly, and you know they're the ones who are most pissed off, right? Because they had an implicit deal in the old days. The old days was I am going to be thought of as uh, having a very prestigious job, and I own the audience. I own the audience, right. and I get to rub shoulders with the big wigs. Gone. That's all gone. That's right. It's all gone. The big wigs are publishing their own. Exactly. The big wigs are making memes. Exa- of course, yes, this but but you're right and and so the old command and control structure just doesn't work anymore. Another example like so you know in in, in you bring up Nixon, right back then, man, th- the man in quotes could do anything he wanted to do and it worked. yeah so if the man decided, um, yeah, the psychedelics that you guys are all enjoying that by the way, are non addictive, no. You're going to FedMax prison, and that's the end of that. Um, and there's three networks, and we're going to tell them what the f*** to say. Yeah. And that's the way it ran. Yeah. That's over. That's is that gone. Better, was that a better time to be alive? Uh, so, no, I don't so think blurry. so. I think this is a much better time to be alive. Um, because much, much more entertaining. Much more. <laughs> well, but also much more creative. Much more, you know, I I just love it, man. I love, like, I love young people because they're digital natives and the shit that they can do is yeah. amazing well, I to would, me. S-
0: I would say, like, that is endlessly impressive to me. Like, young, young people just adopting something and being experts at it later so, that day. I, Kyla, who you just had. Yeah, show, I just I, dropped I uh, Kyla
1: today on the podcast and I'm like, we're talking afterwards and I'm like, you know she just wants her own company. And she'll, she'll have it. And she bet she'll have it. Yeah, you probably,
0: you probably started as the youngest person in your firm at one point. Oh, I was, when I first started
1: at,
2: Huber Financial, uh, I was the youngest by like 15 years at yeah. the
0: company. And yeah. now you probably look around at the, the new young people. Yeah. And, and they're I'm, not- I'm the old now. They're not your generation. I feel, I very much feel like the old. But yeah, how about- It's before weird. This- how do you think I feel? Well, <laughs> that's why I need to keep Barry uh, in the office more. So I'm not, so now, not the oldest think person. So you now,
4: how fast Cream can rise to the top. So Packy started his newsletter a year and a half ago. I know. It's what happens if an, hour,
2: if an hour passes and you don't mention Packy. I get
4: hives. <laughs> And now he's an advisor oh, to, to HSCC <laughs> Crypto. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Packy is also a really good guy.
1: But you know, one of the he's things he's also a phenom. He's in. Yeah. I put him in the same category as your son. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but so one of the dangers that I perceive right is you got it 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 the these guys who are and women who are doing really well on uh, the personality front, on the writing front, on all those fronts, we haven't tested them as investors quite yet, and. They need to be tested, right? We're
0: not going to test them. The market's the going to mar- test that's them. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm, I mean. I'm sure. testing them. I invested in Packy's fund. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Check. Yeah, Check. He's, he's been in for six weeks. Everything's fine. Yeah, don't uh, worry about what, it. What, what do you worry Frank about? Packy. I also think there's this other category of finance influencers who are getting like Scooby snacks at this point from, from big finance. Like They're getting checks, show up at our event you know, interview somebody like that. There's a little bit of that going on. Yeah. Some of these people are transcending and building their own brands. But the thing is, they mostly don't do anything. No. They mostly influence, but there's almost nothing behind. I don't want to overgeneralize. No, because what are you talking about? What do you mean they don't do anything? There's a lot of people who have been able to amass very big audiences on YouTube. Michael, they're famous for being famous. On Instagram. And I, by the way, I don't have a problem with that because everybody, when they're starting out, has to present a successful version of themselves. Right. Like you're trying to meet your first client. Right. You don't want them to feel like that you've never had a client before. Right. I, so this is not about that. But I ge- I generally find, even the ones with millions of followers, like if you go to do something with them business-wise, you start to realize, oh, this, this fucking guy just makes... Uh, Instrument. He doesn't do anything. Right. Like, or he hasn't
1: even tried to learn this industry, which is by by the way, proof of work. That's why that's important in there. Well, but it doesn't exist in there. My point is, yeah, there is no proof of work. Okay. So you're, you call me on the phone and you say, it's Josh. Hey Jim, I got this guy. I really like want to go and co-invest with me. Right. Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going to look for proof of work from this guy. I'm going to look at a portfolio that it, it might even be young, but it's pointing in certain directions, right? And and you wouldn't make an investment without proof of work. I wouldn't make an investment without right, listen, proof I, of I work. I to just, look for proof of stake. He likes <laughs>
0: proof of stake. <laughs> yeah. Just say his name.
1: Just say his name. You're talking about Ram Capital. No.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh. Ram, Cap- fired. Ram Capital is not even pretending to be in this industry. No. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I once had a conversation with him, actually. Let's not be silly. I'm talking it, about Meb Faber. <laughs> Ooh. no come on <laughs> listen there are there are people I'm just saying there are people who create really pretty images mm. and post them and write a really great caption yeah and I have no problem with that and they the pandemic there's all these like investors that don't know anything yeah they wouldn't even think is this person registered oh this person is an unregistered person has no responsibility to say anything mm. right right fiduciary. Like that, right know? there
1: is a huge difference. I totally agree. Uh, the only thing that I would say is, look, when you have these explosions of of growth, right? I personally think that that is worth it, even though there's going to be a lot in there that doesn't make it, right? And and it happened in dot com, right. right? It happened. It happened. It continually happens. Creative destruction, and. So will these people always be getting paid nice big chunks of money from people who are hiring them as influencers? No. Well, some of them are like running backs. It's like they have but a But some sure of them will become
0: life. serious. But some of them will actually take that opportunity and become serious.
1: Yes, I agree. So right, and 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 then that's the wheat versus shafe machine of the market. Yeah. Right. And you, you have you to know, give it time to let that you got a lot process of time. play out. Yeah. yeah. And and when it plays out, it's brutal. Barry
0: Barry talks about uh, Sturgeon's Law. You familiar? Yes, of course. Ninety percent of everything is shit. Yeah. So I think like what with, about the other twenty? With with <laughs> with financial influencers, it's probably like ninety five. Probably. But it won't always be. I I agree. Some some of this stuff will go. Oh, uh, like, we
4: got time for like one and a half more things, Josh. What do you want to go? Let's do let's this try. investing,
0: trading, and okay. collectibles. What NFT you recommend? Can I tell you, as I'm J. sitting
4: here, I just got an <laughs> offer for, for 0.05 ETH on my OpenSea NFT. I don't want to tell you what it is. I'm insulted by that offer. What do you mean? 0.05. I listed it for 0.12. Dude, this back to right? it. Right? I just wish like, I could. You and Buddy, full we know, right 0.05 there. ETH is $2,500. <laughs>
0: I don't even oh. know is is uh $1000? No no no. 0.5 ETH is I don't know. What is that?
1: 100 oh,
4: not bucks. Point f- not point
0: 0.5. Not 0.5.05. Oh 0.05. Yeah, yeah. Point oh, five. oh so I'm offended. Offended. I'm offended. He's, he's offended. in
1: he's in 5 basis point land. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, get what here. a burn. That's get a sick outta. burn you on doing, you. Are you doing NFTs? <laughs> No,
0: I, I every
2: time I see how much like work goes involved into actually doing it and all the steps, like, just I just want
0: somebody to buy it for you
1: and give I would them the love cash? to.
2: I'll pay Michael twenty bucks to do it for me. I just I'm too lazy to buy do him it. like a wrestling.
4: So uh, Ben and I and are going to talk about.
1: He would love week. the wrestling. Uh, speaking what are they of doing? which, so the reason I wanted
2: to talk about collectibles, you wrote a post not too long ago called "I Collect Cash Flows," where yeah. you kind of you know you talked about you you want to own cash flow. businesses like that, and that, businesses one, that was and not, and not NFTs <laughs> or trading cards or an idiot or what you call it. So. I wanted to use this opportunity to share a gift that I brought for all three of you guys today. Okay. Oh, I, man, I, you're I, so I cool. To I feel like an that, asshole. I didn't bring anything. <laughs> well, I, I listened out, to an Jim, episode a little while ago that Tom Lydon was on. He brought you guys some nice gifts. And I thought, you know what? I should do something like that, but not equally as imp- not nearly as impressive as his gift. So I do collect things. Look what I brought for That's you. That's a big buildup. <laughs> you, you mentioned your mother-in-law who, who collects anim- or elephant figurines, I think. Yeah, yeah, And because she likes to put them on a shelf and, and she That's likes right. looking at them. I have something like that. It's... Action figures, wrestling action okay. figures. T-taka? Those might be So worth some I money, brought though. each of you your own wrestling action figure. Come on. And, wow. and, each, and each one
1: is curated to your personality. Wait, so wait, let me. Hey, so, tell let's tell. Let's I'm, it. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna send you a a gift right, with Razor that Ramon. guy who says I got you this gift. Josh is <laughs> <laughs> Zell- the right, So
2: we're gonna start <laughs> things off here with. Okay. uh You're this serious? Is Look
1: at this. He's serious.
2: So we got. We're gonna start with Josh. Used to have all of these as a kid. Josh gets John Cena. I had. I had Let me walk through the reasons I got each of these. So. John Cena's catchphrase is you can't see me. Josh quit Twitter and now we can't see him. He's, John Cena is also super into hip hop and he's probably the most mainstream wrestler that even non-fans recognize. Similarly, in our world, like my mom knows who you are. She has no idea who Michael is. No offense, Michael. Um, His mom doesn't know who he is. <laughs> so that's that's what
0: Josh gives. And, and feel free to give this to your son. This is obviously. awesome. And I love it. it says height six one. Weight 250, <laughs> which are actually my measurements, but we don't look we don't look alike at all. So, dude, this, is, this is amazing. So thank you, Phil. Now,
2: we're going go to go um, to Jim. Jim, you get Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, oh, if I'm old. familiar with Dusty Rhodes. His nickname was the American Dream. And, and honestly, Jim, I, I look at you as the embodiment of the American Dream. <laughs>
3: oh, well, thank the you. Other, the other key nice. point is
2: that Dusty Rhodes, who, who's since passed, his son Cody is one of the top wrestlers out there today. Similar to your son Patrick being oh, just cool. an absolute phenom as
1: well. So I thought that was a perfect fit for you. That's, that's thank you. Man. Awesome. I'm, I'm I'm actually honored to <laughs> you can talk to your thank grandson. You. I worry. will. Yeah. Pierce, my grandson, is going to look at yeah. this and say, "Papa, you are fucking cool, man."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pierce can't wait to uh, eat and swallow one of the pieces of that uh, action <laughs> he's, figure. He's seven, man. Uh, right, and
1: then, <laughs>
2: last but not least, we got we got Michael. I got you, Goldberg. Oh, that a Jewish. The, the reason being uh, <laughs> a, 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 so a, another, Jewish. another follically challenged Jewish man, <laughs> and, and and partially your your blog name is the irrelevant investor, but the irony is that you're far from from irrelevant. Similarly, uh, Goldberg his heyday was the late '90s, so you would think he's irrelevant, but he actually still shows up now today so he's actually relevant despite most people thinking he's not so
4: i love it what was this
0: fishing with the jack the, ja- the jackhammer jack which is, again kind of like the you The thing with goldberg yeah. that's so crazy is what are these muscles called traps the deltoids and the tra- and the traps were yeah. just so out of control i almost gave
2: you goldberg because your traps kind of reminded me my of traps are pretty hits, big so, yeah. 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 yeah my traps yeah. are out of control not to break <laughs> uh who's your who's your favorite wrestler all time, uh, Shawn Michaels. Why? Currently, I, he was a smaller guy, and he's yeah, sexy boy. Obviously, <laughs> <Yeah. that's number laughs> one. But, I figured that. Like but smaller I want, guy, more athletic. I wanted to get you to say C- it. Current day, uh, Daniel Bryan would probably be mine. What's his What's his deal? What does he do? He does yes. He's a, he's a small guy. He's the yes chant. Uh, he's like the yes guy. Just the Is the ultimate underdog? In the yes, 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 yes. That's him. That. Oh my god! Gymnostic there you go. Gavis. He knows every good yeah. I went.
0: I went to one of those with with my kid. Did you have a great time? I went to the Barclays in Brooklyn. Yeah. And we were on the floor, oh. no seats, and my kid's a tiny, so I got to hold him up. Oh man! Like like I'm holding a sign. I have to hold him up for three hours. These things never end, by the way. You know that, right? They are long. This thing went from like 7 to 10.30, and I'm holding a 40-pound child almost the entire time because otherwise he won't see a thing. I don't know why we were on the floor. This must have been a
2: few years ago then. Yeah. Yeah. you You got a lot of karma points for that.
0: The one thing that I would say, though, I was with another dad and his kid, and his kid was lighter. I think we switched at one point. (laughs) But the one thing I will say is I have never been to an event before. Barring maybe a Knicks playoff game, I have never seen that much enthusiasm for anything. And like I've seen every concert, I've seen every type of sport in every venue. These people, you, your yeah. people, when you're a fan, you, you're you're a super fan. I it's mean, you guys are you guys mind, are yeah. rabid. Yeah, do you own the stock? I do actually. You do. Does yeah. it, does that conform to uh, Jim O'Shaughnessy's models or? You just uh,
1: you're stepping out on me. High aren't you?
0: shareholder yield, low. <laughs> and I, I actually
2: personally invested in a, in a private um, wrestling promotion, a smaller one. Okay, awesome, yeah. good for you.
0: Well, cool. listen, good. this this is amazing. Very nice, we so are, thank you. We uh, thank love you. It. Have fun you. with that. Who's, who's your wrestler? You have one?
1: Uh I mean I would probably go back to when I was a kid Hulk Hogan or something. Hulk Hogan. Yeah.
0: Wait, yeah. you were a kid that I was Hulk Hogan as a kid. You're not my age. I
1: just remember playing with the action figure. But okay. I was never super into it in in general.
0: So my guy was my guy was uh my guy was Nikolai Volkov. And he would come out and sing. You strike me as a Nikolai Volkov guy. So he would sing the Russian national anthem, and the crowd <laughs> and you would stand up. The at crowd attention. would like throw garbage cans at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was this is the eighties. Yeah. It right. was like not oh, even the security got
2: sta- Like the heels in the eighties, like the, like people took that seriously. They they never broke character. Like they got stabbed the on the way. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the like Iron crazy Sheik. stuff. Yeah, crazy. Well, guess, the Iron guess, Sheik
0: and Nikolai Volkov were tag team partners. Or, yep. That I remember, and they would fight two guys with like. American flag speedos, of course, oh, yeah. and uh, it ne- it never really went well for them. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. I wanted to ask you guys what you do for Thanksgiving. What are your traditions? We, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So
2: we, our our tradition more the last like decade, like since I got married, uh, is just with my wife's family, I'm going to see them because it's Smart. it's a smaller family. My family's pretty pretty big, extended wife. Happy, so happy wife, happy life. It's, it's more man. it's more noticeable if we're not there for for her. So we're going down uh, to Naples actually. Uh, uh next week to visit Sounds them terrible I know, right? <laughs> uh so that, but but uh as far as foods i'm a big fan of the uh, corn souffle that's
0: kind of the the huber family specialty will you tell will that's you tell wait well, will you tell us will you tell us about the allocator's edge i will i just, yeah, will, I, I I just realized a, <laughs> we spent an hour talking and we haven't gotten to the fact that your new book is out yeah we will we'll plug thank that you for i sure. gotta right. wait hold on I pre- oh, let's yeah, make so Jim, sure this gets on camera there we go so Tell 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 us like tell us uh, why the book why now and what you're most excited about people reading in here. Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited
2: and proud of how it turned out. The the inspiration for writing this particular book was based on a lot of the conversations I had been having in in our firm with advisors, with clients on, you know, we have dedicated allocations to different types of alternative investments, and and it, it accounts for most of the questions that, that the clients the, the have. The alternatives under. account they for do, most yeah. of the questions. They do, yeah. And naturally, you know, that, that should be unexpected because they're more complex, they're a little bit more foreign to most people, that they, they don't have experience owning them, so they don't know how to properly set expectations. So my whole goal here was to really create the manual for financial advisors and other professional allocators on the, the why, the how, and the what behind investing in alternative investments. I like what you did where
0: you kind of took like the, um, like the, uh, what is that called? The periodic Periodic table. table. Yeah. So every type of investment has its own periodic table symbol. Mm -hmm. So like equity market neutral is MN. And then you explain what it's for diversification and growth. I would argue with the growth part, but, uh, I, I see what you mean, but, there are so many categories of alternatives. How many How many do you get into? I uh, Yeah, so the whole middle part of the book
2: is, is, is the what. So I tried to take a past, present, future framework for going through chapter by chapter. So I kind of start with the four big horsemen of all, private equity, hedge funds, real estate, Natural resources and then move into some other categories that are that are becoming more popular today, things like insurance linked securities like cap bonds, things like uh, you know all different types of private credit uh, digital assets et cetera so uh, it, it, I, I tried to make it as comprehensive as possible because it is a pretty big topic and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the word alternatives it really just tells you more about what something isn't as opposed to what it is, so to lump everything together in one category, I think is a disservice, but you know what do well, you well
4: I, I, re- I read the book, and if I could quote myself. Uh, I wrote. It,
2: Notice that he's got to read it, though.
4: It unpacks the misunderstandings. Hold on, hold on. It unpacks the misunderstandings and misconceptions that often accompany
2: alternative investments.
1: Well done, Funkhauser. Well Poetry. done. <laughs> well done. Well Dude, played. I'm, I'm very, I'm
0: very proud of you. And you have like all the best people Cliff on the back cover. Forward? Oh, I
2: mean, it, it was a, a true wish list of the people that provided endorsements, including Michael. So let me you. read these:
0: uh, Corey Hofstein, who is brilliant. Meb Faber, who is brilliant. Shannon Sakosia, she's like a great, great uh, uh, CIO at yeah. Boston Private. Yeah, is her I, firm. Uh, Who else on here? Ted Sides, who, who uh, great podcast, capital allocators. And, and
2: it wasn't just the endor, like people like Brian Portnoy, like
1: Ted, like did Corey. he ask? You, did he ask you? <laughs> he did not. They were. And they were I'm, so. You know. So after Cliff the, this, Cliff asked this, this, wrote the forward. So, so I, I am powerful at Osam <laughs> only until twelve thirty one when the deal actually closes. <laughs> so I'm going to use my power in a very reckless way. Okay, <laughs> because I was not asked. I'm cutting his and, entire firm. Yeah, <laughs> Cliff, Cliff did an amazing job with, uh, with and the with the forward. Got, how do you get Cliff?
0: I emailed him and I asked him, I, you know, I,
2: I've you know, Cliff, the, we're not, we're not close friends, but I emailed him and, and, and
0: you know, a lot of he my, he does r- nice things for pe- people al- So still only know like one side of him, but he does nice things. And, 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 so, and
2: I attribute a lot of my early education around alternatives early in my career a AQR. came from attending AQR university, yeah. their conference they did for advisors. And so for me, it was kind of full circle where if I'm writing a book on alternatives, if I could pick one person in the world to do the forward, it was Cliff. And I told him that, and he was kind enough to do it and did a, Phenomenal job. So, uh, a ser- you know, very no, it would a- have been
0: funny if you called them like two weeks before the book came out and said, "Yeah, that forward that you wrote, we decided it really wasn't that good." <laughs> well,
2: we, I sent it to to my editor Craig, and we, we were both like, "I don't think there's a single word to edit of this." 'Cause it was just classic cliff footnotes, all I dare that you stuff. to edit. I dare you to edit. <laughs> I dare you.
1: I dare you too. He's so, actually like so we both live in Greenwich. He is You guys actually, have a lot in you guys have a lot in common
0: in the yeah, we in do. the quantitative world, Yeah. Like in terms of how very you look much, at markets. very much.
1: And and I, I but one time I like I took him out to lunch and I'm like, Cliff, listen man. Who bought? You me. <laughs> um that's one of the weaknesses. Like I get I go into shock if they don't give me the 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 tab. <laughs> It's like it's cursed with that. Um, and one time, I even asked a waiter, a waitress. I'm like, okay, so I was with guys my own age, right? Yeah. And she comes over and n- not, doesn't even think about it. She's she right puts it right you. in
0: front of me. You're very p- patriarchal. Is that the right? <laughs> is that the right descri- description?
1: Patriarchy. You're part of the patriarchy.
0: All right. Next time you have lunch with him, will you pass on this suggestion? Yes. I'm afraid to DM it to him, like, because I feel I feel like. It could it could be like explosive. But I, I could mean, text this in him the best the way. show right now. I mean, this me in the to. best way. <laughs> he should. This is my idea for him. Okay. I know he doesn't want to stay off Twitter. I get. I get that. Right. I know it's a place to vent, and and there is some interesting conversation going on once a year. I yeah, get that too. That's true. He should hire Jeff Ross to just roast all of these <laughs> assholes that come at him. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> how much immersive. could it cost? Honestly, to <laughs> no, I hire agree. Jeff Ross? I agree. Take over my Twitter. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll send my own tweets. Right. But ninety percent of the time I just want you to destroy these people for me. He's more of a fundamental guy though. That's true. That's yeah. true. He's not quant. Yeah. The
1: thing, the thing though that I just want to stress is when you meet him in real life, he's a genuinely kind, yeah. good guy. Yeah. Cliff's the man. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. All right, but enough about but enough about Cliff. Let's get let's get let's, <laughs> let's get back to Let's me. get back to Josh. Uh, what
0: I know what you're going to do Thanksgiving because I follow you on Instagram. I'm going to see. i will probably see most of it. Yeah. Uh, but will. what? So it's at the at the at the the hacienda. Uh, you, the hacienda in
1: California. Okay. Um. Oh, California. And, yeah. Okay. Where? Uh. Good question. I don't know. What time should I I, I be just there? pay for everything. Okay. Um. <laughs> and and uh, we uh kind of like Phil's family. We swap every year. So uh, we go Christmas one year, we get the whole family. And then the next year, our in-laws get them. Mm. And then we do the same thing for Thanksgiving. So Patrick and Lauren are going to her parents. Uh, Layla and Cy are going to his parents. But for Christmas, they all are coming with us. Okay, so you yeah. get that holiday where everybody yeah. comes back. So, and then next year, we'll get Thanksgiving, and the other families will get Christmas. It seems to work out really well.
0: That's, a, that's that's great. What about, what are you doing? For are You, gonna, thanks, be, for are you th- in town? For Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah, I'm having my family over. Are you, are you
4: are you the middler at the table? Oh my God. I'm so not the middler. I like basically spend you're, the whole you're time. A middler, on you're a middler. You're a middler. No, is,
1: no, 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 no. I'm the youngest by seven, no, years. No, Jim. Youngest by seven years. No, 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 no. Mid- the middler Z- is like yeah, we, we uh, explain, uh, explain, classic yeah. Seinfeld almost. Explain the middler. Which Josh? one? Yeah. So
0: the last curb, the last Your Enthusiasm, they figured out. I haven't seen the new one yet. So they figured out that. One of their friends is terrible in the middle of the table. They're having a dinner party. Oh, if you're a in the middler, middle, you gotta conduct conversation. You gotta get and wife from facing uh, each other and having a conversation that nobody else is involved in. Right. <laughs> and uh and <laughs> it's, ruining the, it's ruining Susi, the dinner party. Susie yeah. says, Larry, kind of see in the kitchen, she goes, You gotta
1: get this asshole out of the middle.
0: <laughs> He's not a middler. <laughs> So Larry jumps in and saves the day. <laughs> so He's a Larry, great middler. Yeah. We,
1: I was talking about him earlier too. This man, I do not know another comic. May, maybe I'd put Jerry Seinfeld in there with him, but his comedic arc is. It's still ascending. It is. Yeah. I mean the last like getting,
0: episode he did was one of the best episodes ever. still getting ever. better. How? Yeah. The whole season's been how? phenomenal. It's yeah. just
1: amazing. This guy is such a genius. <laughs> and the and if you think about it, you you had to have that crazy mind work for network TV. Yeah, yeah. And the shit they got on network TV. Yeah. Just My astounding. wife said how
4: come he could get away
0: with it cuz the last episode was about KKK whatever. And
4: I said cuz it's funny.
0: Yes, exactly. Because it's so funny. Think right. though that he's old enough that what are you going to do? Right. Like, we're going to take his sponsorships away? He doesn't have any. He doesn't give a shit. He really doesn't. No. I also think that HBO is going to look at how Netflix handled the Chappelle thing. Right. And get back into putting great stand-up comics on. Yeah, I which agree. Which they were known oh, for yeah. for 20 years. I totally agree. They're going to say, you know what? It blew over in three weeks. We got three weeks. Yeah. We could deal with this. Follow their stock, AT&T. Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh all right, so I don't I don't really have anything great to share for Thanksgiving. My parents are divorced, so I, I actually hate the holiday. I'm gonna do a, a restaurant with assorted people and like just hope it Hope it comes and goes. It's well, there you go. Because somebody's always mad at me every year. Uh you know, it, it almost doesn't matter <laughs> right. which who I and then I can't put everyone together do, do the reasons. Worse. They're
1: mad at you, change or are they? No, always because the of same? Thanksgiving. Uh, what okay. are you doing
0: for Thanksgiving this year? Got oh well, it, I figured I was it, got, it, it's, got it. It never works. All right. Well, let's do some favorites and then uh and then we'll let we'll let everybody uh decompress. This has been quite an episode, I would fun. say. What do you think? Yeah. Pretty good? Okay. You'll, you'll have me top, back. Top percentile. <laughs> top percentile. <laughs> top percentile. All right, I, Michael, I you, aim go, for there. you go first. We did curb. We did curb. What, what is with this Bored Apes bullshit? Can I, can I stop hearing about this soon, so or is it going to get bigger? Yeah, I will okay, say, listen
2: to the podcast. So Patrick has a new podcast. I think it's his uh, eighth podcast or yeah. something. Yeah. So he had Eric Golden on, who I, I met yeah. Eric actually. Oh, that's in my queue. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm going so so to listen to So he's it. The, the Bored Ape guy. So I actually met Eric at Capital Camp yeah. a few months ago. That was my first introduction to him. And you he's guys
1: a, should come to he's, Capital he's Camp. He's a
2: former fixed income portfolio manager at Fidelity he, who did he. a complete 180 pivot and is fully into like Bored Apes and NFTs. And I was picking his brain all week on stuff, just peppering him He with must questions. have made a so, ton of money. So, oh, I mean, yeah. But like, I, so he he did this episode of Web3 Breakdowns with Patrick. It's a, it's a great interview. I highly suggest listening. To.
1: He is also a like one of the nicest guys you'll oh, ever super meet. Nice, yeah, I did a favor for him, and like he minted an NFT of my uh, patent okay. on on giving uh, investment advice over the World Wide Web and fulfillment through a computer network. How's that's that a, for a that's patent? A, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> that's so. a very good guy. All right, so we'll listen. So we'll listen to that. that excellent. Uh, f- wait, Phil, you have the same one. The same board apes podcast. I think that was is that the same thing. Yeah, and not and only Michael has the same.
4: Not one. only was that so good. I read the research report. I forget who put that together, but the team that Patrick has assembled. Oh, it's at amazing. Colossus is ridiculous. And I listened to Business Breakdowns and Founders Field Guide and the the flagship fund, <laughs> the flagship podcast. He is just uh, his motor is something else. I, can, I, can, I can't. I can't even. Yeah. I can't even
0: believe he's how many phenom. he's doing per month. Yeah. How many episodes of different shows.
1: So, so he's very smart
0: in that he knows how to delegate a lot of stuff. So he could just show up and be on the mic. Yep. I'm not, I'm not smart like that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: he is. We're going to, we're going to hire somebody to help me out uh, going into next year. Josh, I
1: swear to God, you, you, if you get the right person. Yeah. You will even think to call me and say, thank you for telling me I had to do that. Yeah. Because it will Barry's make you— Barry's been telling me that for two years. Yeah. Well, listen to him. Well Listen to him. I told—I mean, Patrick, like, when he started with me, you know, he was nothing, right? He didn't know—a philosophy major. Yeah. And How'd you let that happen? And <laughs> I actually personally think that's a great major because it teaches you how to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and man, when people come to me now, I say study uh, evolutionary biology and psychology uh, because in the end of the day, it's still human beings who are just domesticated primates uh, making the same so, so, mistakes. So, what you're
0: saying is Patrick is getting by on a lot of uh, on a lot of people beneath him doing he's, a lot of uh, the stuff that.
1: Well, no, what he's doing is he's he's picking people really well. Yep, and he is empowering them. Like nobody wants to be micromanaged. They want to do a good work product. D- right? uh,
0: Duncan actually does. Does so, he? Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, you're not going to work out it. He's, any the, exception that, see, he's uh, the exception that uh, proves establishment. the rule. Uh, But he wants and,
0: constant feedback. Oh uh, yeah. So all day. No, yeah. Well, so Patrick it, is just like
1: it. he just leveraged. He, he leverages them correctly.
0: Yeah. Well, he's doing a kick-ass job. Yeah. And shout out to Colossus and all the amazing content he puts out. Yep. That that did that get border? That's separate. That's separate. Yeah, good, smart. Let's yep. see, smart. Uh, he get a owns, better multiple he, for that he, yeah, too. Yeah, he
1: owns all that himself too. We don't. <clears throat> trying to see uh asset management doesn't own any. Of we that.
0: all of our creators own their own blogs, which is great. I uh, think
1: and that's, I own Nix. What's that?
0: I own Nix. Oh, you own Nix now, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Michael. <laughs> I thought you said I own the Nix. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I, everyone
0: owns their own blog, but Michael owns Nix. Okay, <laughs> got it.
1: We should tokenize <laughs> all the blogs.
0: We should you really and should. Then, and then what uh, on the, blo- on the then, blog can you know, We do with it. <laughs> My favorites, uh, is anybody watching Narcos Mexico season three? Am you know, I the I, only I, person? I,
1: I want to watch it, but my wife refuses because she thought the first one was too
0: violent. So, 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 <laughs> so watch
1: when she goes to sleep.
0: Yeah. I, I could I, I, can I never might. get my wife to watch that. Did, yeah. you, did you ever watch it? No. I think it's the best thing Netflix has ever made. The whole Narcos
1: cinematic universe. The first I've only seen the first one, but the first one was so amazing. So the
0: the first one is Colombia, and the last three seasons are Mexico, Mexico, right? But the characters from Colombia come back, sure, because they're still supplying the Mexican plazas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this. I mean, this is like Star Wars with drug dealing. Yeah, it is. It is truly incredible. All right, that who's in Yellowstone? What's that? You guys into Yellowstone? Michael is.
1: Oh, ah, I so love we, yeah. that so show. Good. The,
0: the first like 30 minutes of that
2: first episode of the new season was just like insanely it's good. It's So good. Where do you Where do you watch
0: that Paramount Plus? That- it's so well done. You have it's, subscription to Paramount no, Plus. It, no, it's on FiOS. Yeah, it's, not, it's, on, it's, it's on demand. I, I, it's we Succession had it. on yeah. a
4: Ranch, and Kevin Costner is uh, Logan
0: Roy.
1: Yeah,
4: but is it
0: funny? I love Succession. Not at all.
1: Not at all. So Succession
0: is the funniest show there
1: is. Yeah, it I is. totally agree. I think it's – actually, I'd go further and say I think that Succession is one of the best shows of the last 10 years. Oh, so oh, 100%. Without a doubt. Who's your favorite and, character? Well, that's the thing, right? We stopped watching it originally because we just hated everybody uh, you in gotta, the cast. you got to buy it. It's I, Greg I, and Tom. I'm a, a Wom's yeah. Games guy. And, and Yeah, uh, Wom's T- Games. G- you like I love Tom. That's, Tom. So oh God. God. that's
4: one character, Greg and Tom.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so Greg's going to end up running everything, right? I mean, he has to. <laughs> it has to end that way. <laughs> it just has to it end makes, that way. <laughs> it's, it's the only way it can end. Um, <laughs> do you, are, you reading, are you reading a lot? Oh, yeah. I know you are. Yeah. Do you ever you read novels, or is everything nonfiction? Um, so I do read novels. There's a great novel uh, called The Fifth The Science Allocator's <laughs> Edge. That <laughs> – It started as a a romance novel, and then I pivoted. So there's a great sci-fi book called The Fifth Science, which I highly recommend.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to recommend one to you. That's why I asked. Okay, cool. Uh, Do you know Gary Steingart? Yeah. Have you read any of his stuff? Yeah. He's my favorite living novelist, I would say. Yeah, he's good. I read Lake
2: Success based on your recommendation. His his new one came
0: out last week, Uh, My Country Friends. It could be the first great piece of art to come out of the pandemic. Because okay. he wrote it contemporaneously with actually living through the pandemic. It's not a memoir. Like, he was upstate New York with old friends, drinking wine, yeah, getting into age-old conflicts with people. Sure. And that's the book. It's not about him, but a lot of the characters, you can see he's speaking through them. It is so good. I'll,
1: I'll pick it up. You must read this book. Um, and what, what you, you then must have liked uh, Bo Burnham's uh, thing. Uh, inside I, I haven't got I haven't gotten to that I didn't but get I, it I know I, I liked it, I, I, thought it, it. Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was genius myself
0: I thought it was everyone liked it I this guy's is a genius that's, you should that's try it is that Netflix where is that yeah it's on that Netflix. Was Netflix yeah yeah okay yeah. I will I will absolutely get to that all right we're gonna wrap Duncan anything
1: to add here no, I I would second to that. I loved Inside with Bo Burnham. All right.
0: Good, so, so so we'll wrap this. Everyone will get a drink of water and then we'll turn the cameras and the and the mics on. And we'll do this for real. Does that sound good? <laughs> I feel like Jim's warmed up now. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah.
1: I I think we'll be done by 10.
0: All right. I have a couple of quick <laughs> announcements. First of all, first of all, if you want to become a, a serious investor, you have to read good books. The Allocator's Edge by Phil Huber. You cover a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. So this is congratulations. Thank dude. you so much. I appreciate it. Um, who's gonna play you in the about it. in the movie? Probably Probably
2: Jason Biggs is what I get a lot. Jason Biggs. Is my doppelganger? Okay.
0: All right. I'd watch the shit out of that. (laughs) Jim O'Shaughnessy, Infinite Loops. What else do we want? Like, we want people to follow you on Twitter because you're hilarious there. Yeah.
1: So it's JP O'Shaughnessy on Twitter. Infinite Loops is the podcast. Okay. Um, I meant everything I said when we opened this up. I appreciate that. You've been hugely influential.
0: Uh, hugely influential, not only here, but I think to a lot of younger investors who have come after you, and thank you for that. I appreciate it. So thank you for being a great part of the community. Uh, All right, we want to tell you that all new merchandise uh, in dot com .com for the finest in financial blogger apparel. Uh, Shirt I'm wearing right now, the official ETH Hernandez shirt. Go ahead and pick that up. Uh, Also want to remind everybody that every Monday, every Wednesday brand new Animal Spirits. We're doing that next week too? Every, I, don't With the miss holiday? I never miss. You guys never miss. You do it from your home. Never though, miss, right? yeah. 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 All right. All new mm-hmm. Animal Spirits next week. There will not be a compound in Friends next Thursday. So hopefully this will tide you over. Listen to it uh, twice. Yeah, listen to it twice. It's twice as nice. Uh, what else did I have to get to? Are we all set? Yeah? It's enough already, That's right? It. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. That was great. that fun? That was fun. You guys guys are naturals. You should have a podcast. You really could. (laughs) have a podcast.